Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. See, ACP is where the streets and black excellence meet. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. So he literally was hurt and behind the Fuck shit yeah. with Dre. Yeah, because he wow. he cared about Dre like a brother. Okay. And I guess the way that he felt that he was getting done yeah. was kind of shitty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. you know, it's like, I get it. Like, I saw both sides. Yeah. So it was like, two wrongs don't make a right. Right. Like, man, maybe you should have paid the nigga. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Especially you as a producer, you could understand. Yeah, I could understand yeah. that. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. this is the genius mind behind right. the product that you're selling. Right. And then I could see it on his end. This is my label. Yeah. I'm taking care of you. Why are you? So, so it's more or less like, um, man, yeah. you, you're not starving. Right, right. But you want more. I can't give you more because yeah. I got other people involved. Yeah, yeah. But you want me to give them the finger, mm-hmm. but I can't really do that. Right, right. Because I'm too. I'm in too yeah, deep. That's basically deep. what yeah, it for is. Sure, for I'm sure. I'm in too deep. I can't be firing Jerry Heller. Yeah. Because you said so, nigga. Yeah. Like, yeah, cut it that out. Can't happen. Live around the yeah. corner from me. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And then you bring somebody else in on our business that hates me. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So you kind of like, you betrayed me in mm-hmm. a way. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was my money that got it started, your genius mind on the right. music. You know, why we just can't be, yeah. you know, but by that time, by the time it got mm-hmm. to the streets, mm-hmm. you know how niggas is. Yeah, for sure. If you now say something ego. to me, yeah. this person gonna come back and yeah. tell me, yeah. it's gonna turn into something totally now different. That's ego and all of that yeah. shit. Yeah, so it got blown out and then, some other things happened that really, you know. What were the other things, if you could speak just on it? like things that he felt was fucked up that that dude did in the midst of them mm-hmm. parting ways. Mm-hmm. Did they you know? really, you know, because the movie portrayed, which we'll get to, the movie mm-hmm. portrayed one thing. Mm-hmm. Did did they really try to muscle E and intimidate him like that? I don't believe that. Okay. I don't because being you lived with him, you would know, or he would have he told ain't that you. Dude, he would have shot him. Yeah, that's what I figured too. Yeah, he'll shoot uh, you. Easy yeah. wasn't play for play. He was the he was the real NWA in NWA. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? As far as really yeah, from the, the street shit from the streets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was NWA is his persona. Right. That is the he's the godfather of gangster sh- rap. Yeah. So the logos, the you know, you, mm-hmm. you saw the the silhouette of the hair and yeah, the hat yeah, and yeah. The Jerry. Yeah. That's all Easy E's persona mm-hmm. and Dre's musical genius to bring that into mm-hmm. fruition, mm-hmm. and that's what made it. You know, right? He's, right. Was Easy E a, a, a Tupac type of rapper? No, where he had tons of bars. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Right. But he was the epitome of a character with yeah. a character type of vibe yeah. to make. Every little crip nigga in the hood want to oh, be I that. I loved Easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Easy made me want to rap. You that know what part. I mean? yeah. And to be honest with you, is it's crazy because I went to No Limit in '95, but I was really trying to be on Roofless. Mm. Speaking of which, to my point, uh-huh. you was there. Uh. I was, I was talking with Cassandra Ware. Damn. Do you know Cassandra Ware? I know her, but I've yeah. never interacted with her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was at the office, uh-huh. and I used to call every other day. 
I was calling Ruthless, like, man, because I wanted to be with Easy. Wow. We wanted to be with Ruthless. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, Shaquille did too. Mm-hmm. Really? Shaq. Yeah, really? Shaq wanted to be. Yeah, Shaq was a big fan of of, uh-huh. of Easy E. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of artists were. He was he was a megastar, man. For I'm sure. living a, living with a megastar, 21, 22 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, uh, I was never spending my money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was like. Was you was you, you with know. him when he had the white BMW, the A50? Yeah. Yeah, the I remember BMW, he was on the, the gold. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was uh, on the uh, cover of uh, the source. I was yeah. like, "Ooh, that motherfucker was like a spaceship." Back yeah, then. those are still kind of dope. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are still dope. Yeah. yeah, he had that. He had a he had a lot of cars. Yeah, matter know? of fact, yeah, Mike Epps got one that he had one done like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had dope. the he had the first big body Benz when they first came out. Remember? The I remember big, that. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. looked crazy because he was so short. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he would damn near climb up in there, but uh. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, you know, uh that was one of those things where Easy, like I said, Easy taught me a lot yeah. uh about the industry. Right. Uh publishing to mm-hmm. buying and selling it to uh, mm-hmm. you know, points and mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff that I ended up listening to that I probably was somebody yeah. else was probably trying to teach trying to me, but I didn't you. Yeah. you know, I didn't mm-hmm. listen. But um you so know. talk to me about because now you know, the climate is 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 fucked up. Like you said, it's on now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's death row, they the ops, it's ruthless. Right. So talk to me about um Compton City G's. Mm. Cause like I told you, yeah. I just realized that you did that. Wow. That you were the producer of Real Compton City G's. Uh, that I am. You did you did that beat on what? What'd you do that on? I did that on a F on Bruce Forrat's F9000 mm-hmm. in the SP1200. Mm-hmm. I had them both midied up. Mm-hmm. And so I would do all the drums in the SP1200 and then I'd run all the sequences in the F9000. Mm-hmm. And uh, Easy bought the F9000 for me. Okay. I think it was like seven grand at the time. Okay. He just went in and bought it. Yeah. And uh, cause I was, I hadn't gotten into the MP, it was only the MPC60. Uh-huh. And so the MPC60, it had an issue with uh, where the samples, you they wouldn't monopoly, they wouldn't stop when mm-hmm. you hit them. They would just keep, you know, mm-hmm. going over. But anyway, uh, yeah, I um, that song had a lot of emotion behind it. Yeah, uh, because being over Death Row, I could have been dissing him, mm-hmm. but somehow I didn't fit into that. Mm-hmm. So the universe bought me to him. Mm-hmm. So I had a task of going up against the biggest producer on the planet. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, damn, I'm 22. My production skills, they're up to par, mm-hmm. but I got to step it up. Yeah. A few notches. Yeah. You know, especially since I already know how they buy exactly. the chronic you, is about you, Yeah, because you competing with the chronic yeah, at this point. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But it was cool that I was over there because I got to hear. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what, so you kind of had a cheat code. What was happening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes sense because I, 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 it's almost like Dr. Dre kind of brought in that whistle. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was uh, with that. The, okay, so that's a interpolation of the funky worm. Okay, okay, and it was introduced to the world mm-hmm. on a niggas always into something. People oh, don't remember right, that yes, on, on yes, the niggas yep, for life record. Yep, yep. And so. Yep. Because it had such a distinct sound, mm-hmm. he brought it over into and made that. Mm-hmm. That was the, the very to me. That was the 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 beginning of the G Funk sound. Was Absolutely. a nigga always into something. Absolutely, and yeah. people don't really yeah. they don't really know that. Yeah, but I do. Yeah. So, um, 
Because you noticed during that time, everybody started using the whistle, which did you do that with a pitch bender? No. Okay. So Dre used a, a keyboard called the SY85. Uh -huh. It's called, it's uh, made by Yamaha. Uh -huh. And it had a patch in there uh -huh. that you would go to where it had, uh, it had a simp sound mm -hmm. that you could tweak and it would, you could go mono poly with it. If you mm -hmm. go mono, when you hear, when you, when you're playing the keys, if you l let off, let off one key and hold it and go into the other one. Like mm -hmm. those sounds are sort of Arabic. Arabic. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You feel me? They sound like, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. Arabian uh, music. Right, right. So yeah, like, yeah. it's a whistle, mm -hmm. but it's monopoly. Okay. And so instead of it just immediately going over, it flow, it uh -huh. it bends into the next note. Right, so right. that's what makes it go. And see, that's I mean? why it sounded like a pitch bender was being All used. day, but yeah. no, that's just letting oh, off the note. Okay. You know, you could pitch bend it, but okay. if you're trying to flow with it yeah. slowly, you have to know to be a little bit behind uh, to make it glide into okay. it. So that became our signature exactly. sound. I noticed yeah. that, yeah. yeah. So with, with Real Compton City G's, did you play that bass line or I, is that a bass? I played everything Is that a there. bass or keyboard? That's me on the on the mini Moog. Okay, the doom, 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 yeah. doom, That's doom, a mini doom, Moog. Doom. Uh, a JD 800 mm -hmm. and the F 9000, the SP 1200. So okay. I played everything. I sequenced the bass line. Yeah. Uh, and all the drums is all, everything is yeah. me. Oh, I, wow. just, I sampled the drums out of the JD 800. People uh -huh. don't know that. And mm -hmm. I put them back into the SP, mm -hmm. tweaked them mm -hmm. and made, you know, what I was doing was I was trying to, I was trying to be cinematic. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you listen to our, our music back then, mm -hmm. the rappers may have been dope, mm -hmm. but our beats were very cinematic. Mm -hmm. And they had, they fit the hood, mm -hmm. they fit the time. Mm -hmm. And so gangster rap had some cinema to it. Mm -hmm. So if you couldn't do that, mm -hmm. and you weren't blessed with that gift to be able to do that, then it was mm -hmm. gonna sound corny. Right. Lucky for me, I was yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. blessed with the yeah, gift yeah, to do you that. Yeah, the G shit. Yeah, so I, you know. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And I kind of did it on Paperboy's album, yeah, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, when I was making the beat, I looked at, um, I started looking at, I'll tell you what made me really get out on that song. I went to Larry Parker's. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You probably don't know that. Mm -hmm. it's a, that's a, that was a very popular um, deli mm -hmm. uh, club type of thing mm -hmm. in uh, Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And me and my whole clique would go there after the club mm -hmm. and get food and everything. I was sitting there at the table with everybody and Yo MTV Raps came on mm -hmm. with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the whole place knew that I was 
Yeah. On Ruthless. Ruthless, yeah. And Dre Day came on for the first time. Okay. And they turned it up. <laughs> and I was sitting there looking. And at the it, it was look it looked like everybody in the whole <laughs> place looked at, at me. It was like, <laughs> what you gonna what do? What you gonna do? <laughs> so I went back, went back to the house, and I started looking at all of the the NWA covers. Uh-huh. And I just started noticing, okay, there go Arabian Prince. Like I'm looking at how everybody's dressed. Mm-hmm. And then it got to easy and he looked at like the real motherfucking yeah. G. Yeah. And so I went in and I was like, okay, let me, I'm gonna sample my voice going, ah, real motherfucking G. Yeah. So I sampled me doing that on yeah. the mic and I put that to the side and I was like, damn, you know, I needed, to, I need to make it a clown version of, uh, it's gotta be a cross between nothing but a G thing mm-hmm. and, and Dre Day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how can I make this sound evil? Cause e- Easy liked evil, dark mm-hmm. sound and beats. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me go ahead and make it sound as dark and evil as possible. And so I flipped it and twisted it mm-hmm. and just made the bass line. I was sitting there, after I made the beat, I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh damn. And you know, when you're blowing about 20 months, I was like, this shit sound hard. So then I went in and I laid that, you know, it was on two inch reel. So I had to lay everything through MIDI. And then I went back and I played the, the mini move yeah. uh, synth sounds uh-huh. live uh-huh. throughout the whole wow. thing. Wow, so you yeah. didn't even loop that shit. Uh-uh, I had, oh, to, had to have the feel of it live yeah. throughout, uh-huh. you know, I just, wherever I messed up at, the, the engineer would rewind yeah. and I had to go back. So yeah. all the all that, oh, all that's wow. live going through. Everything wow. else is sequenced, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm playing that live. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, wow. so it added a, yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. So did you put a, and I mean, I haven't heard it, well shit, I mean, I work out, I just heard it maybe a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Did you put a like a a waka waka sound yeah, in there? That's like, um that's a guitar uh a session player named Mike Sims. Okay. I thought he came so. in and played It's subtle, but you can hear it waka waka. It's like some yeah, it's like some Curtis Mayfield shit. Yeah, there's a, a yeah. sample in there that I mm-hmm. chopped and flipped and made do that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted it to I overlaid it with Mike Sims playing the guitar. Ah. And he just went in there and put the waka. That son got that ear. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Those are ghost notes. Yeah, They're, ghost you know, notes. All up, a, under, all yeah, up under. Yeah, yeah. You see, and, I really, I'm yeah. really a fan. And then I tucked I mean? in the, you know, I tucked in anything uh, that might have been uh, noticeable mm-hmm. in a sample realm. But other than that, ninety mm-hmm. percent of it's all my mm-hmm. originality. Wow. Yeah. So when Easy heard that music, which I believe BJ Knockout wrote the the song. Yeah, Correct. him and Dreister. Him and Dreister. Yeah, him right, and Dreister. Right. So did yeah. Easy hear the beat and say, "Y'all niggas put put it down on that." He heard, or... Okay, so I used to be at the studio called mm-hmm. Kitchen Sink. That's where mm-hmm. I created Real Compton City mm-hmm. G's at the studio where I think uh, Quick used to use this spot. Uh, mm-hmm. AMG. It was a little small, little raggedy type of old school seventies, nineteen seventies studio in mm-hmm. in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and uh, I liked how dirty and rugged it was, but it had a cool ass sound to it. So he would go in there and book, uh, you know, twelve-hour sessions at that mm-hmm. studio. And so I went in there and um, I made, I made the beat at like two a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning, and I linked up with Easy about five a.m. Mm-hmm. and I made, I put it on a cassette, and Easy uh, took it, and I put put that and a few other beats on mm-hmm. it. And he called me. He was like, "Man, this is the shit." Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "I'm finna go link up with." Uh, my boy Pat, my boys Pat and Jim Bob, they were, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he had two really close buddies, uh, 
that he trusted a lot. And mm -hmm. one of them was Pat and uh, Jim Bob. And they had they had some rappers. Uh, one that just got out of out, out, fresh out the pen, mm -hmm. and that was Dreister, I think, at the yep. time. Mm -hmm. And then he had his brother Naki, mm -hmm. and they heard the beat. And I wasn't around, but he gave it to him, and then they wrote to it. Mm -hmm. And then I finally met him. I came to the studio at mm -hmm. Audio Achievements and uh, put up the two-inch reel, and then mm -hmm. we all kind of got together. And uh, mm -hmm. Dreister and Naki went in there and murdered it. Yeah, They wrote his verse, and this nigga spit it. So let me ask you, so when they used to write for him, did they mm -hmm. rap it and give him a reference track, or he just learned uh, it? Sometimes they would. Okay. But other than that, at that mm -hmm. time, he was already seasoned. Seasoned, yeah. And he was yeah. he went in there and spit that Knocked whole shit. I think yeah. he might have messed up maybe one or two times. But, you know what? Now yeah. that I'm remembering, that's crazy, because I never, you were in the video. Right. That's me blowing smoke out my mouth right. in the beginning. I'm, I'm putting the I'm face. I'm the first one I'm to do that. I'm putting the face now. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's crazy. You okay, know? I didn't know that was, you know. Yeah, it was, was a you. poke at, at them. Yeah. It was like, by me being over at Death Row mm -hmm. and everybody knowing it, mm -hmm. it was it was more like the regular person didn't yeah. know. They were probably like, who's this nigga blowing smoke out in yeah. the beginning? Yeah. But it was like, damn, this nigga rhythm that nigga did was the beat. just with us. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that motherfucker. That part. But it was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, nigga. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah. But that it was, was your, more- your moment. Yeah. And yeah. it, it kind of, you know, it, it caused a little bit of yeah. little yeah. bit of drama, but you so know. So now, once once that shit hit the fan, so now y'all all out, right? Yeah. It is what it is up. Mm -hmm. It's up with y'all. Oh, I had bodyguards, so, everything. Really? Yeah. It got that deep. For sure. Mm. Yeah. Because it wasn't, yeah. you know, nothing ever happened, but uh -huh. easy, protected me yeah he had you know big animal mm -hmm. shout out to big animal yeah. uh uh they would rotate sometimes the twins uh mm -hmm. the, tw the samoan either, twins yeah sometimes yeah. the twins would be with mm -hmm. me at the studio uh if big animal wasn't with jerry they yeah. send mike Durrett to hang out with me so right. i you know they was protecting me from yeah. the bullshit. You what know? was what was your relationship with jerry uncle and uncle and nephew wow yeah he so jerry was good to you like a motherfucker that's dope. I can't re I can't say nothing bad about Jerry. He loved me. Uh, like dope. they all they both did. I like yeah. they liked me and I was dope. So they yeah. was like, damn, we yeah, we got rhythm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, I was happy to be over there and I was learning. Uh -huh. and I, you know, it was it was that was the, one of the greatest moments of my that's my dope. career is being dope, on Ruthless Records. That's dope. Yeah. That's I, dope. I, I can't say nothing bad about it. What are know? some of the other records that you produced for E and for Ruthless? Uh I did for, for Ruthless, I produced a song called um I produced HWA. Okay, Holes with, Holes with Attitude. Yep. I produced uh, MC Ren's, I produced on his uh, Shock of the Hour Shock of the Hour uh, record. Yeah. That I was before a, Kiss My Black Ass or after? After. That was after, yeah. Uh, did a song on that called uh, Attack on Babylon. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh, I produced uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony's uh, Harmony, uh, Down For My Thing. Okay. Oh, bang, bang, I'm gonna get down for my thing. Absolutely, that's oh, all yeah, me. Oh yeah, 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 creeping uh, on the come up. Creeping on the so, come up. So that means that you were working with my homie, uh, Kenny McLeod and no. uh, Unique. No. Oh, I, you didn't work with Unique and Kenny? No, but I knew him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. never, really. you know what, I never, I didn't really start collaboring until maybe two years ago when, you know, cause I oh, live in Atlanta shit. now. Oh, okay. Everything would okay. pretty much be me until, okay. no, you know what? I take that back. Me and Chill from Compton's Most Wanted, Shout out we started to making yeah. beats together and we started a, a group called uh, The Boom Docs. Okay. And we started traveling, going back and forth to nice. Atlanta and slinging beats. But that's nice. probably the only person I would collab with. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I had camaraderie with all, you know, okay. from Hutch okay. to, 
right. Kenny McLeod. So, did you, you know, did you ever do work at the Black Hole? Yeah, I did. Okay. I've worked okay. on I, what did I work on at the Black Hole. I think I worked on a solo project for Busy Bone up there. Yeah, and Which I one? would just go up there and hang out. Which one sometime. was it? Uh, this was later on when he went okay. solo, like Heaven's Movie or Alpha Omega. <sighs> Damn, I'm trying to think. Okay, what it was, but I would just go up there and hang out. Okay, because yeah. you now you work with Flesh too. Yeah, I did. Well, okay, so now we're okay. So we jumping like okay, okay, okay let's stay in order. Okay, let's so, stay in order. So let's see. Uh, so we was it was it was up with y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. And it you was, was you was naming the other ruthless. Oh, acts okay, that yeah. You had, so Menage Trois. Okay. which was a group that Yella had. It was two girls. They was uh -huh. hella dope. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it was T, uh, Tanisha, and um, I I did a song called uh, La La La. Mm -hmm. it's easy shot a video for it. Mm -hmm. You can look it up. It, you'll see me in there rapping. Yeah. Because uh, I was re really going to be an artist, too, oh, okay. on, on Roofless. And I produced uh, another one of my partners. His name is Stefan. He, he had the... Uh, it was him and D Barnes on Pump It Up mm -hmm. video. He had the mm -hmm. gold streak in his hair. Well, mm -hmm. I bought I bought him over to Ruthless, mm -hmm. and I got him signed too. Okay. I produced his whole album <clears throat> on Ruthless. Nice. And I produced, I produced everything over there. Okay. Uh, I was the I, I was the in house. Uh, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. A staff producer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I pretty much had Dre's job. When you okay. Nice. So, but you were treated better than Dre. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. If that's what you want to. Yeah, yeah. If you want to say they learned their mm -hmm. lesson and yeah. I, it was like, hey, we going to do him. Oh, I see what you said. Yeah. It was yeah. more or less. They got like, it right with you. Basically. Yeah. And yeah. then he passed. And okay. that was, you know. So, but, so now March. Well. Before we get there, you did uh, as we were talking about because uh, I want the listeners to learn as well. Okay, let me. So, let me so just okay. like uh, you did, uh, BG Knockout and Drake's album, Real yes. Brothers. Real Brothers. I yeah. was working on Real Brothers at mm -hmm. the at the same time as mm -hmm. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay, um, I did tons of songs for uh, for their whole project. Yeah, but it didn't come out until later. Real. Oh, yeah. okay. So you did. Okay, down did. for my thing. But so you got shit that came up on East Ninety Nine as well. No, I'm okay. talking about Dracer and Knock. Oh, okay, okay. I was working on their album right. as Bone Thugs and Harmony got on Ruthless. Okay, like I got Easy you. didn't know Bone Thugs and Harmony uh -huh. while we were while I was working on. Yeah, he had he ran into him in Cleveland uh, at yeah. a show. Right, right, right. And I, at at that time, I was working on B. He I got had you. me in there working on. I got you, Gangster Dr Like they yeah. were going to be the next because they helped him diss. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, so, for sure. But he didn't do it. You know, as a businessman, right? Because yeah. they went to uh, outbursts or something like that. Yeah, right. That part they went to Def Jam. Yes, yeah, but yes. that was later on. Okay, and so okay. all of those songs they ended took. up being okay on their Def Jam. I got part. you, got you. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yep. I do remember that. Why? Yep. Yeah. So now that you say that, why didn't Easy put that shit out? He felt, and we got a little argument over this, uh -huh. me and him. Uh -huh. And I thought it was kind of messed up until I looked at it business-wise. Right. Like, I was like, man, why you... Because I almost didn't have a song on Bone Thugs and Harmony because mm -hmm. I was like, man, Dracer and Naki, nigga, I'm working on their shit. They, you know, right. they just helped you this. You need to be doing them. And he was like, right. man, nah, these little niggas right here is rapping yeah. hella yeah. fast, really. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I came up there. They was hella fans. And we, you know, we hit it mm -hmm. off. I came up to the studio and I, mm -hmm. I made down for my thing on the spot. Mm -hmm. And then we became cool. And 
mm-hmm. you know, you know, I was riding around with him in my truck mm-hmm. and we was, mm-hmm. you know, just, we was all like a family, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I was still working on Dreister and Naki at mm-hmm. the same time. And um, he didn't drop their record. He dropped Bones record mm-hmm. uh, because they were a new sound mm-hmm. and I had to suck it up, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, it was so crazy. He wouldn't, he would never give me copies of stuff when I would leave the studio yeah. because before the internet, it was bootleg. Yeah. So he didn't want anything yeah, bootleg, bootleg right. to get out. Right. So we'd argue about that. He was like, yeah. man, I'm like, he's like, man, I can't get this to you, Rhythm. Yeah. Because if you let it out, somebody yeah. get to swap me to have it before. Yep. Before we so sell I would, it. You know, yeah. I would get in arguments over that. But other than that, you know, I produced, I think everybody on the West Coast, I think, you know, you probably don't know this, but I produced uh, uh, on the Blue Carpet Treatment. I knew that. Yeah, I produced yeah. Snoop. Snoop Dogg, I ended yeah. up Snoop. Ended up reconnecting with Snoop. Yeah, and uh, Battlecat re- rejoined right. us together, and I did right. a, a bitch I knew on the on the Blue Carpet Treatment. Uh-huh. Uh, I produced Mac Ten. Mm-hmm. I you know I produced a song called Money's Just a Touch Away with Gerald Levert singing on it. Oh wow, yeah. that was on. Uh, that was on Priority. Priority was that the that wasn't the full life. Right, mm-hmm. one where he's cooking on the cut. That's a um, the recipe. Okay, the recipe. recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I produced like a you know flesh yeah. and bone. I did both his. Yeah. I did stuff on both his. So albums. I know you did the thugs, mm-hmm. um, and you did Fifth Dog Let Loose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How did you? Did you just because he was in jail? Correct. Was he in jail during that time? At the time, he was being managed. He was uh, being managed by uh, Jerry Heller's cousin, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Ballin. Mm-hmm. And Gary Ballin was managing him, and I think he was managing uh, another producer, uh, who is Dion Warwick's son. Mm-hmm. He makes he was dope on making beats too, mm-hmm. and I, we both did. Uh, we both were working on Flesh and Bone stuff, mm-hmm. and he I think they got him a, a separate deal right. with uh, Def Jam. Right, and uh, that's when I did um, Crazy by the Flesh. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and that was a gold record. That's yeah. Def Jam. Both of them yeah. went gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, one went gold and one went platinum. Because I think that that fifth dog let loose, if I'm not mistaken, he was already in jail. It came out after mm, yeah. he was in jail. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. He went to jail after, mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. few years went went by. Then he mm-hmm. got out, and he relinked with me when I mm-hmm. lived in Orange County. And they came by, and then I started mm-hmm. doing a uh, fifth dog let loose. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, damn, who else did I work with, man? I, Come Jesus. on, Sebo, two albums. Sebo, yeah, Mob Found, Mob Found. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. And Life is a Writer, he was on Yeah, that I did, man, <laughs> I'm feeling old now. Yeah, I, yeah, I worked with Sebo. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of his stuff. Yeah, um, we just had Sebo on the show. Yeah, that's yeah. my boy. Yeah. Um, who else did I, I produce so many people out here, man. Some stuff would never probably uh-huh. come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've worked at MC Light at, mm-hmm. at, at one point. I've worked with, and I, I just started working on a lot of, uh, a Bay Area rappers. Right. Uh, I got real close with the Loonies. Okay. Uh, so me and Numsco became close. Okay. Yuck Mouth. Mm-hmm. I started working on on, on their stuff. Um, we didn't have Yuck Mouth Shock on the G. show twice. Yeah, yeah, me and Shock G became close. Yeah, you rest know. in peace with Shock G. Yeah, man. So mm-hmm. like, damn, my life has been crazy. Yeah, been, you didn't put in a lot of work, bro. Yeah. So let's, yeah. so I want to drag it back just a little bit. I mm-hmm. mean, so March, 1995, mm. you know, Easy passed away. Mm. So, were you living with him prior to his death? Mm-mm. Okay, I I started growing up mm-hmm. 
and mm. I started getting them royalties from Paperboy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think I went to my went to the mailbox and had a check for like fifty seven thousand. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a lot. Yeah. You know, and I you know I'm meeting girls. And, yeah. You know, I moved in with my baby mama, mm-hmm. got her a spot, that's a spot, and mm-hmm. just was getting away from. I, okay, so put it like this, man. I started seeing. I started seeing why resentment is there when a guy, when when you're up under someone mm-hmm. and you want to be, as a man, you want to mm-hmm. be by yourself. Right. And you start thinking, like I started seeing what the real issue was. Like, I don't want you to buy my cars. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to own mm-hmm. up. I want to own my own stuff. Right. I want to. Right. And easy would sort of kind of take care of you. I got you. You feel not, me? Not give you what you earn necessarily, but, but take yeah, care of you. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, got you. And I was good. I got but you. But I still wanted, you know, yeah. like when I would go buy a car, they yeah. would be like, I could have got you another better deal. Take yeah. that back. And I'd be like, nah, I chose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I was getting away from, you yeah. know, I'm growing up. Yeah. And so, you know. I started, I moved out mm-hmm. and I started doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of like, you know, he started seeing and then, and then he was, he started getting sick, mm-hmm. but I didn't know because I didn't live with him. I started, mm-hmm. you know, I, my stuff was over there, but mm-hmm. I had already had my own spot mm-hmm. and I was kind of moving out mm-hmm. to be independent, right? but not away from Ruthless, right, right. but just be independent yeah, as a man. For sure. And uh, I kind of like didn't see him for a minute. Mm-hmm. And and I think Shari called me and told me that he he got put in the hospital because he couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I I ran into him one time before that, and he was wheezing, and mm-hmm. he had cut me a check for some royalties. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't see him probably maybe six months. Mm-hmm. And you know I would still be in the studio, mm-hmm. but I didn't see him a lot. Mm-hmm. He was. You know, either 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 he was being he was sick or he was dealing with a whole lot, mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with a whole lot as being right. you know in my life. Right. And uh, once he got once he got really sick, I didn't see him. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to see him in the hospital. Wow. And you know they weren't letting nobody in. Yeah. It was a lot, and all I had was the last time I saw him, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't really look sick sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had those things that you get in the in the corner of your mouth. Yeah, sort of like kind of like something going on. You know, when I looked at him, I could I could tell something, something was going wasn't on. right. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. Like what he had, is, What is that like? I don't know. It's sort of like a like the way his skin looked. Just uh-huh. the way he it, he okay. looked kind of peaked in the face. Oh, I see. You know, yeah, he had yeah. lost a little bit of weight. Okay. But he was he had, he always had bronchitis. Right. So he, you know, he carried around a uh, inhaler. An inhaler. Yeah. And so I thought nothing of it. Okay. You know, but um, yeah, he just looked a little, mm-hmm. little strange and yeah. was kind of stand, not standoffish, but kind of you could tell something was on his mind. He, oh. he would always have a uh, acupuncture in his head mm-hmm. to keep his stress down. You know, mm-hmm. that's how what kind of level of stress he had on him. Damn. You know, because we used to get kind of you know hate letters. At the house, oh, really? And, yeah, man. Hate yeah. letters like Maybe we gonna kill you, what? and yeah, really. We, Why? In reference to what? I don't know. That you uh-huh. know, it was a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, hatred from you know Aryan Nation type stuff. And, really? Yeah. But why like, though? Just I don't know. that's just because that's I what think they it, do. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. 
There was a time where uh, I think the, I don't know if it was the CIA, but some organization found a list of all the top black billionaires that were going to be taken down before the year 2000. Okay. And he, his name was on the list. Wow. Yeah. And I think wow. Eyewitness News, he had to be on the news about Damn. that. Yeah. Yeah. But we were getting all types of crazy stuff happening. You know, I know a lot of stuff because I lived with him. Yeah. So where everybody thinks that they know, but they don't yeah. know. So as you the know. movie uh, portrayed him to be going through a tough spot, you know, of falling off and his money not Stop right. It. Cut it out. False. I live with him. Yeah. But no falling off. Mm-hmm. He had Bone Thugs and Harmony. Right. They were the biggest selling rap, rap group of all time at that time. Yeah. You feel me? They bought in a new sound. Uh, he wasn't falling off. He had me. Mm-hmm. The Compton City G sound like it was falling off. Right. <laughs> like, Real shit. Yeah. He wasn't falling off, man. It, uh-huh. You know, it's like <clears throat> there's a Hollywood side that has to make things be portrayed right. Right. a certain way. And especially considering who's telling the story. Yeah. You know? All yeah. day. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it, you know, uh, it wasn't told by a lot of people that loved him. It was, right. You know, that's what I'm saying. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, right. Uh, it was produced by one person that loved him, mm-hmm. uh, but everybody else, yeah, I don't think they cared too much for him. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like wow. just to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, did, did you living with him and being so close to him? Did you see? I mean, I mean, did you see? Was his lifestyle that where you could say, ah, yeah, no. That all happened before me. He was a, he had women, Mm -hmm. but they were like the mains. Mm -hmm. So it would be this person, this Mm -hmm. person, and that person. Anything else he didn't bring in my, around me. So I only knew three that he cared about. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I didn't see anything that could have led up to that. But you gotta remember, I'm coming in. Past NWA, right? And the, you know, yeah, yeah, the crazy, the crazy young, days, yeah, past, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. got to remember, this is yeah. Easy E from the eighties, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> a, anything could have happened from that time. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, just you know. So it, so once he passes away, are you still signed to Ruthless? Or are you still? Yeah, I'm still signed to Ruthless, but mm-hmm. I'm in negotiation with Brian Turner to do it to get my own priority. label. Yeah, yeah. Shari bought. <clears throat> Easy used to bring me up to the office. I rode with him mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So Brian Turner would see me every day because mm-hmm. I would get up. Easy would wake me up at 6 a.m. just to roll out with him because he's mm-hmm. been up all night mm-hmm. for me to keep him from falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And he would pick, he would leave Calabasas and come all the way to Norwalk to grab me to take me back to Calabasas. And on his way back at 8.39 in the morning, we'd go eat at Roscoe's, leave Roscoe's and go straight up to Priority. Mm-hmm. He would have meetings with Brian Turner. That he, you know, this is somebody that he didn't care too much about based on money situations with Ruthless right. and all. You know, he was like, you know, uh huh. I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we things that I can't say. But, yeah, no, all good. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Brian Turner, uh, the owner of Priority, signed me to a label deal uh-huh. after he passed away. Oh. So I had to give up my deal with Ruthless. Okay. In order oh, to get out, in I order see. for me to go. I had a choice to stay with Ruthless yeah. or leave. Okay. And I didn't know what was gonna happen yeah. with Ruthless. Right. So here I got a, a, my own label deal. Yeah. I knew nothing about that yeah. and the politics that went with that. Exactly. So Brian Turner just liked my beats and I would just go in the office and play him new shit and he'd yeah. be like, man, that's gonna go platinum. And, yeah. he, 
and he signed me personally. No A and R man did it. None of that. Right. So I had to deal with the, I had to deal with the hate of industry bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Like uh -huh. it wasn't about me being a dope producer. Right. It was about the other politics that went with it. Right. I had no buffer to protect me from that garbage. Yeah. So you still you didn't have Jerry. Jerry didn't kind of want to come in and. No, I didn't. I kind of left. I left all that. Jerry was battling trying to get ruthless because he ruthless. Yes, you're right because he was battling with Tamika. Yeah. 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 You know, and all of that I just didn't mm -hmm. get involved in. I, got I just you. skated because Brian you. Turner was offering me a deal. Uh huh. And so I, you know. My girl Shari and uh, uh, her godfather, which is uh, a big lawyer, um, they negotiated the the deal for me yeah. over with Brian Turner. So yeah. I got a nice little chunk of change and nice, you know. So so you see all the fallout mm -hmm. after Easy dies, right? Mm -hmm. Tamika takes over. Mm -hmm. um, what were your thoughts on her taking over and what she, you know, do you think that she was capable? Was she no? Okay. As far as like on the eel stuff, no, uh -huh. she cared about him. Mm -hmm. I, like you got like people don't, you know, from everybody to Tracy to all the baby mamas mm -hmm. to everybody, like you got they had to understand something. This is somebody that I would see. Mm -hmm. I would be at the house for Thanksgiving. I, Tamika was his girl to mm -hmm. me, so mm -hmm. I was cool. I was close with her. Mm -hmm. Like I'm probably the only one that everybody like when people see me, they see easy. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's on the label, like. They know how close we was. Mm -hmm. They know that I was that dude over mm -hmm. there. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And I was that dude at a young age with mm -hmm. no guidance after mm -hmm. he passed. So I made a lot of choices that probably weren't conducive to what I thought my path was gonna be, but it mm -hmm. led me to where I was going. Right. Um, but, you know, me and Tamika real cool. Okay. Like you I feel did, like I produced. Did. Do you feel like she did justice by Ruthless? Do you feel like she she handled it, took it over? And uh, Business-wise yeah. on keeping it, like she's a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. So keeping publishing, keeping it afloat mm -hmm. that way. Is she mm -hmm. the, is she easy E? No. Right. right. Now I have, heard, I have heard that she she does do good in that part. And in she's terms of administrating and, and the, the, the publishing and, and all, all of day. that, I heard that she she's do good killer, on that She used to I heard work that. with Clarence Avon. Yeah, right. She's not a right, dummy. Right. She's a smart woman. Yeah. You feel me? I did hear and that. And I think it's a lot mm -hmm. of jealousies that everyone else mm -hmm. might have that I can't I can't get in between all of yeah. that weirdo shit. Right, right. Because I'm rhythm. I don't give a fuck yeah. about that. Yeah. You feel me? I'm the liaison to help all you motherfuckers out. Mm -hmm. But you too silly Mm -hmm. and too bitter to listen to me. Right. You feel me? From the kids to everybody. Wow. Fuck with me. Yeah. You feel me? Mm -hmm. It's like, stop it. Yeah. You yeah. need hit records. At the end of the you day, that's what it's music. about. That's what it's about. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Nobody yeah. cares about all this other goofy shit. Yeah. Make hit records. Mm-hmm. Because nobody cares about who was this and who's big and who knew him. And you don't, you ain't, you ain't heard a peep out of me, have you? Mm-hmm. Because it's the mm -hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. I stand by these beats mm -hmm. in, in my real hip hop legacy. I don't give two fucks about nothing else. Mm -hmm. You feel me? It's hit records. Mm -hmm. I don't care nothing about gangster shit or none of that. I've mm -hmm. been around the, some of the most killer gangster shit on the planet. I know everybody from, you name it, as mm -hmm. brothers. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Me and Terry Carter was like this. Mm. You dig? Mm -hmm. I ran Terry Carter's label on the production tip. I had a whole group 
of artists. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Before Terry Carter died, he tried to get back into the industry and make something different and positive. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you got to look at it. Suge Knight, Terry Carter, Eazy E. I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. I've been through hell and back with all of these brothers, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, all I do is just be like, and go back in. Yeah. Go to because to I music. have to stay on technology, bro. Right, right. I'd be, I'd be whack if I let any of that determine my beats mm -hmm. and my musical production and my 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 musician skills. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of sacrifice to just be dope, as opposed to worrying about who's gonna get shot and who's mm -hmm. fucking who and right. all that shit is all trash. That bullshit. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm yep. into generational wealth. Right. You feel me? Do you know how old I am? Like, how old are you, bro? I'm fifty two. Damn. Okay. You, feel you don't me? look that old, bro. Because you, yeah. I don't give two fucks about a lot of stressful <laughs> shit. Yeah, like when people come at me and be like, man, you know, such and such and such. Man, yeah. but how did the song come out? <laughs> oh, we didn't get like, get out of here, man. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what matters. Right. It's the music. Right. What, are you, what records are you putting out? Right. Mm -hmm. Fuck with me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lead you to the, like your dad, your dad had, like you're fucking up. Mm -hmm. You're doing a lot of trash shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about a lot. <laughs> I'm not saying no names. No, I, I know. Love them all, I know. Yeah, but they right, need, right, right. They doing right. like nigga. Right. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. listen, we don't care about who who your dad was fucking. Like, he was fucking yeah. a lot of motherfucking bitches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stop yeah, it. Yeah. This yeah. easy e. Yeah. You didn't get the label. Get the fuck over it. Mm -hmm. Go do mm -hmm. something and make good records. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives two fucks about that. Mm -hmm. Make good records. Oh, I'm mad at you, Rhythm, because you just, why are you mad? Can we get in the studio and make some shit? Yeah. Like, this <laughs> straight goofiness. Yeah. I do, I'm an intellect. Yeah. I'm not goofy on some bullshit. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. feel me? I'm about making. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. Prosperous moves and making money. I can mm -hmm. lead you to the to the water, mm -hmm. but I can't make you drink it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you people, to be honest with you, people be very egotistical and living in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't live in the past. Mm -hmm. That's why you never. That's why you don't know mm -hmm. of who I am. Right. You, right. Because I don't live in the past. Yeah. I keep going into the future, yeah. man. We on crypto and like, yeah. come on, bro. Yeah. So speaking of which, bringing yeah. it to, to the present, mm -hmm. you know, what, what, where, where are you at with it now in the game in terms of you got new artists, you on your production shit? Like what, what do you got? Yeah. Now? Okay. So in 2000, mm -hmm. I started, me and Chill from Compton's Most Wanted started mm -hmm. going down to uh, Atlanta mm -hmm. because after, after Easy died, mm -hmm. and a lot of, I, I had the Ruthless, Death Row, diss music on Dr. Dre, and all this old corny stuff that was hindering me, me being a producer, man. I'm a mm -hmm. music producer. I just, so, I just so happened to be one of the pioneers of gangster rap beats, mm -hmm. you feel me? Mm -hmm. And grew up in South Central LA, so it was the heart of my music mm -hmm. to create that. You feel me? From me, Battle Cat, Quick, Pooh, everybody. We all live the life mm -hmm. through music and making these beats. So I started, so I was like, fuck it. Let me just go and see what's happening in Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. And I started going down there, me and Chill, and I started seeing a whole different life for black people mm -hmm. and how, you know, music was being made. Right. You know, it's a, right. a whole different 
the strip club life. Yeah, Next. that's a whole Stop different it. culture down there. I just started seeing how other producers was like super winning mm -hmm. and they had no gang element. It wasn't. Yeah, it's you different. Have, it's a whole different nigga. culture, a whole different world, they bro. Roaring. They fuck with each other, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. You know, even if 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 you know they don't get along like that, you just don't have that bullshit gang politics. No, shit. you don't, yeah. man. And it yeah. be and because I'm from this hood, mm -hmm. and now I gotta mm -hmm. go holler at this nigga over here to get a beat placed mm -hmm. over here. Like, mm -hmm. nigga, fuck all of that, nigga. Yeah. I was with Easy E. What the fuck I need you for? Right. You feel me? Right. I'm gonna I'm going to do me. Right. Intellect and in logic over emotion. Absolutely. It's very emotional Man. and it doesn't lead to anything Bruh, but you, death. You sound like me, bro. I tell people all the time, you have to keep your logic cap on. Run the shit through the logic cap and then through the logic filter and what's left, let that affect you. But when you lead with emotion, you're you gonna have be chasing your tail all the time. You be making a lot you're of mistakes. Up. Yeah. yeah, because emotion <clears throat> has no logic. Right. It's feeling. It's feeling. We all feel. It something. don't even have to be rooted in reality. Yeah. So think about it. It's just like a horror movie, mm -hmm. right? Horror movie can put fear in you, and you like, oh shit, it's a monster under my bed. That's not real. No, that's it's just in a your feeling. It's in it's your in mind. Your you so even mean? when you're, even when you get in into it with a, another nigga mm -hmm. over something, somebody's got to get intellect involved yep. or yep. something's gonna happen. I've gotten in, I've gotten into situations where I could have been killed if I had went the same way that they were going with right. it, with the emotion. Right. And gangster niggas is emotional as Emotional fuck, as fuck. Nigga. I say all the time, <laughs> sometimes you gotta do the thanking for everybody. Nigga, you like, gotta thank for everybody. Man, I've been in situations <laughs> where bro, like if I if I didn't just be like, all right, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finna go in here deal with this nigga like a brother. Yeah. Cause I know he mad as a motherfucker, yeah. but does he really want to kill me? Let's see. And I yeah. go in there and I talk to him and we might start <clears> tussling, <throat> yeah. but he respected the fact that I didn't go yeah. emotional right. and it ended up being positive at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it. I, mm -hmm. Like going to Atlanta and, and meeting all the new people in the industry, being mm -hmm. down there. I lived down, I've been living down there since 2010. Okay. And uh, my sister passed in 2010 and I was like, damn, you yeah. know, I was going through a divorce and mm -hmm. all, all types of shit. But I went down there and I started linking up with uh, uh, people like Bone Crusher. Yeah. Started just seeing how the scene was down there and right. I really liked it because mm -hmm. it let me take a deep breath and mm -hmm. get away from the bullshit that I was dealing with in LA. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a veteran music producer. Right. And, you know, not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm dope as fuck. So let me, let me, like, let me stop ask you. It. So I know you're a real producer. Yeah. Have you got acclimated? Have you recalibrated your ears to this pocket of today? All day. You know, the trap shit. I've been living in Atlanta for a whole different pocket for 15 years. Yeah. I've okay. seen it. I've, heard, I've been in, I've been making trap beats since they came out. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. make I've been making all the music that everybody starts hearing out right. here right. for the last 15, 15 nice. years. So have you got any uh placements with some of the youngsters, the the, the current motherfuckers? Here's what I've done. Mm -hmm. I've I'm into putting out the artists that I believe in. Okay. And finding uh investors that have the money mm -hmm. to put behind the artists. Okay. Uh, some artists might come in with their own bag, but in order for me to make big publishing money throughout my life, I need to produce the records. Mm -hmm. It has to say produced by Rhythm D mm -hmm. or produced by Rhythm D's whole click. And we all, we all do the numbers game when it comes right. to 
to it publish splits, it. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> if you don't if you don't have the right amount of investment and capital to produce your product mm -hmm. and market and promote it, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to get paid for the rest of my life. The, 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 you know, the music that I did in the past mm -hmm. has fed me up until now. Right. And if I don't show you how to do that in a world that's flooded even more, mm -hmm. right now, a hundred thousand records come out every other Hell month. Yeah. Hell so yeah. how do I how do I teach you in today's market to get your music through all of the stuff mm -hmm. that's out? I show you that you need to take this budget and do this with it. Mm -hmm. Pay these people. No, they're gonna just take your money. Because mm -hmm. you know it's a you know how that game. Yeah, for sure. Hey man, you know, I got such and such company. Oh, yeah. I can market and promote you. Oh yeah. Thanks, brother. <laughs> and no, nothing happened. Oh yeah. I know the real people mm -hmm. that if you have the real bag, mm -hmm. this is what you need to pay. Mm -hmm. And everybody falls short because if you're just sitting on 300000 get out of here. Right. Cause it's going to take 300,000 to get you popping. Right. So if that's all you got, you're mm -hmm. not going to make, you're going to, right. once you get to a hundred, you're going to be like, Oh shit, rhythm. Uh -huh. You think we should take a meeting at a label? Yeah. No, nigga. Yeah. You need to get your analytics this way. We got to get some records hot. It yeah. takes six months to a year to get an artist really Hell yeah. popping. Even sometime to work a record, sometime a record don't pick up steam for a year. Come on You now. know, 16 months. I that mean, even part. if you look at uh, LMA, that booed up shit, they worked that shit for like 18 months. Now, how many times you yeah. think I heard it in Atlanta before it trickled down? <laughs> you see what I'm Stop saying? Stop it. Yeah, you know? and then like you said, in that 300, is that working terrestrial radio too? That is working. So what happens is you've got to get the record to a point to where you can, you're testing to see if you want to dump right. another 100,000 exactly. into terrestrial radio. You want to see radio. if it gets leg, if it yeah. has legs. Yeah. But I will tell you this, to any investor, if you're looking at, oh, how am I going to make my money back? It's terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm because terrestrial radio radio pays out a bigger publishing split. Right, right. So even if you, let's say that your record was mediocre yeah. and you, you put a hundred grand into it to get mm -hmm. it played X mm -hmm. amount of times on the radio, you're gonna make that money back mm -hmm. over a course of time, mm -hmm. but you're gonna actually make more. Exactly. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So a lot of mm -hmm. people don't really understand the investment side to this. No, this that's is, real. This is a product game. Yep. It's a single market. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly flooded. Mm -hmm. It is more popular over talent. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a whole different ball game than it was when I came up. I mm -hmm. got drafted. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a beat maker. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's I got difference. drafted. Yeah. Hey, you got it's drafted. Yeah. It was like, sign him. Yep. So it was, we didn't have to have 30 million followers. Right. Like I don't right. even have a lot of followers on right. Instagram. Mm -hmm. I put it like this. The way I tell people, they're like, well, why you don't have that many followers? I'm like, I'm not from that. I'm a yeah. leader. So yeah. I don't need that. The people that you that that you wish were, you were hollering at, they follow me. Right. And I can call them on the phone and go to their house and have dinner with them. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't need, like, imagine if you only had three followers, right? Mm -hmm. Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, and Elon Musk. Who gives a fuck about everybody else? Real shit. And you're communicating with these people. Yeah. I'm just saying on a higher level, yeah. it's not how many people are following you, it's who's following who's you. Who's following But to a label, mm -hmm. it's how many people are following Exactly. So now we got all the bots, we and, got all the fake stuff. And that's what I was about stuff. to say. The yeah. thing about it is it's a, it's a difference. I say this all the time. It's a difference between followers and a fan base. 
that's it's, it's two, these are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even when you talk about followers, I mean, truth be told, mm-hmm. I mean, a motherfucker, a super superstar might only have 10% engagement. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else might have two, three million followers, but you yeah. got shit one to five percent engagement, mm-hmm. you know, and then a percentage of them, how many of them people gonna spend money with you and really fuck with Not you? Not many. So, you know, it's 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 smoke and mirrors a little bit. Think today. about this. Yeah. We can hear all the music that we want for 10 nights. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I need from nine ninety. I think they even raised it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. This, I, I got yeah, Android. I just, I'm on YouTube. Oh, they just raised Apple just raised okay. it up to like ten ninety nine a month, uh-huh. not nine ninety nine. No okay, more. so ten ninety nine. You can hear anything you want at any yeah. time. We had to go out and specifically yep. love that, that artist enough yep. to get out of our bed and yeah. drive to the store yep. and buy a record yeah. and it was stand an experience. in line. It yeah. was an experience. Yeah. Nobody knows, nobody feels that anymore. We've yeah. got more artists than we do stars now. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I'm kind of scared of how the future is going to look with all of the fakeness. It's so fake, man. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't... Some of these people I wouldn't go see if they were playing in, uh, they were playing outside right now for mm-hmm. free. I wouldn't go see them. Yeah. I, there's no, there, no one's entertaining. You yeah. know, when you come from Michael Jackson and James Brown and, yeah. and people that <clears throat> gave us real yeah. entertainment right. because there was no way to fake it. Right now, it's ways to fake it. Bro. Yeah, and I think so, I think really to be honest with you, because it's it's technology. You know what I'm saying? Because they made it. Because you got to think from our in our day. You had to have real money even yeah. to get out and pressed up, even to get in the studio, studio time, 100, 150 an hour. Yes. You know what I'm saying? To get in a quality studio. Oh, and the tapes. Yeah, and the tapes. You know, even the fucking real, the rest shit was expensive as fuck. Come on. Even Elise's eight dads, all of that. Engineer. Right? Engineer, mix, master, mastering. Oh, totally different. Totally different. Yeah. Artwork. I can remember, shit, this is just the 90s. I'm paying 2500 just for artwork. Now- yes. $50. Anybody could do fucking. You, you know could do saying? it. Yeah. You do it on your phone. Yeah. Right. So technology watered it down a whole lot. Yeah. You know, to because to your point, I say that all the time as well. Like we love Michael Jackson, Prince. We loved all these people because it was something special about them. They could do something that Come everybody on. couldn't do. That part. But now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Through technology, yeah. anybody. I mean, think about it. We have, and I ain't gonna say no names, but mm. we have influencers that are damn near billionaires with, you can't think of shit they done. It's like, damn, what talent you got again? But they're popular, Yeah, you know what I mean? Because of YouTube. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. It's a gift and a curse, but yeah. like you said, it we know the difference because we're from a different era. Right, yeah. and, and you can either, here's the thing, you can either be bitter about the past mm-hmm. and wish it stayed the same and that's mm-hmm. retarded. No, or no. you can Or you can yeah. learn it and yeah. See where you fit in it to make it work Take advantage for you. of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's all I do is learn all uh, the I learn all the musical technology yeah. and stay on point with that because that's where that's where I started. Yeah. If I fall off, mm. it's not gonna be on that. Right. You know. Yeah. And and even, you know, far be it for me to be a hypocrite. But mm. I mean, even what I'm doing now in terms of content creation, right? Right. I mean, 
you know, me transitioning from music for so many years. But now, mm. I mean, fuck, I'm able to have my own platform and say and create and talk to that who part. I want to talk to. But back in the day, I had to have a TV show and get green lit and all of that, you know. Using so public access. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So I, it's a gift I mean, and a curse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like I said, it goes back to, you know, uh-huh. the Wright brothers can't come back and be mad at the jet engine. Right, 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 exactly. That would be crazy, you know. What it, artists are you are you feeling now? Like who are you? Who what? What youngsters or period? Like what music are you? Are you into now? Mm, all of it. Mm-hmm. I have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as feeling as a stars, I I stopped being a fan of it when I started becoming a professional producer. Mm-hmm. I started stop being a fan of anyone. Yeah. Because uh, that hinders me from being able to produce. Because mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan anymore. I'm telling you what to do. Right. You know. I'm I'm aiding in. Uh, betting in your growth yeah. on creating a song that's going to make a product for all of us to eat for the rest of our lives. Right. So have to be a Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson has to be able yeah. to sit Kobe down. Right. He can't be a, on Kobe's nuts and be like, oh, yeah. you know, just willy nilly and play it. No, mm-hmm. I have to be a producer and have the, have the uh, int- intellect to be able to control the atmosphere of the studio, mm-hmm. not be the boss and yeah. tell everybody what to do, but still be able to, uh, collectively make mm-hmm. the product good at the yeah. very end of the day. So you know? in essence, are you, you're doing consulting now? Yeah, I'm doing okay. consulting, you know, but mainly, like I said, I'm doing, I'm producing, mixing, I'm doing a lot of mixing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just don't seem to know exactly how to do that. That's yeah. crazy. I'm doing a lot of mixing, but I'm doing a lot of um, um, finding artists that have financial backing and mm-hmm placing them in mm-hmm. the right place to actually become big, mm-hmm. you know, and showing them like, look, you may not be Drake, but mm-hmm. you can get your own fan base. Right. But in order for you to get a fan base to where you're making money, you need to do these things and pay all of these people. How much money you got? No, let's stop it. That's that. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I tell people that, you know, I can't, I, I'm not a, I'm not someone that can read the future, mm-hmm. but I can kind of tell if that may not work. Or right. Not. You right. know, and then I have other inte- intellectual people around me. Yeah. If you're the smartest person in the room, you right. need a new team. So I have mm-hmm. nothing but smart people around me that mm-hmm. I I bump off of and, and feed, get feedback mm-hmm. on. Okay. You know, so it's it's been a fun thing. Uh, I've collaborated and, and, and have become the mentor to a lot of the newer mm-hmm. producers that are out now. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've, be, I've become the big brother yeah. and I'm, and I'm, I like teaching. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been teaching uh, uh, how to make beats and production mm-hmm. in Atlanta and certain, nice. some, some of these schools. And nice. it's just fun having the right. knowledge right. and the respect. Like you never know what your music and how it how it affects people until you hear the people talk about the, your past work right. in front of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Real like you be like you be like, wow, yeah. that was your prom song? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> is that that's the yeah. that's the reward is seeing how you touch how your music touched somebody's right, life right, right. and at what point. Right. So know? on that note, I mean, you, like you said, your intellect, um, what advice would you give this new generation? Cause I mean, when you see, we have, we just lost takeoff, you know, we have this, this, uh, very destructive, um, uh, part of yeah. the culture, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, what, what would be your advice to the youngsters coming up? You as a veteran producer, uh, mm-hmm. veteran, you know, music, music guy, executive, what would be your advice? My advice would be to stay focused on your path in journey to getting to your goal 
and don't let anything get in the way of that. Uh, be slow to anger mm -hmm. because it can turn into something else and destroy your your path. Mm -hmm. You know, um, don't be afraid to be, uh, I would say don't be afraid to be uh, innovative. Mm -hmm. uh, because to me, there is a fear of innovation now mm -hmm. that makes everything sound the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you, even when I look at all the, you know, the programs and dolls and, and different technologies that's out there, everything says, sound like this. Mm -hmm. You want to sound like Drake. Mm -hmm. I have plugins that make you sound yeah, like yeah, T-Pain. YouTube. Yeah, I like didn't Drake. have yeah. that. Uh, I didn't have those influences to, you know, I knew I mm -hmm. couldn't sound like Quincy Jones. Right. So I ended up sounding like Rhythm D. I didn't have, you know, I, right. I, I went off of this because the universal brain, the reason why you have the things that you enjoy is because they were a thought that came into someone's head. Mm -hmm. And that's why we enjoy all of the things that we have and the right. innovations and the microphones and, mm -hmm. and everything. So how do you know that your thought mm -hmm. that came to your head isn't the next shit? Right. If, I, if someone is there, on, if you get on your phone, it could sway you away from the mm -hmm. thought process that came to your mind to be the next shit. Mm -hmm. You can look at, I could get on the phone and hear 30,000 beats and be like, ah, oh, maybe I should do right. that. Right, <laughs> right. I never had that. Yeah. That's what kept me making, yeah. and, and, to, and to this day, I don't listen to that shit. Right. I go in and listen to the thoughts that come in my head mm -hmm. to be innovative. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for the perfect beat. Mm -hmm. I don't care what's out there. Mm -hmm. I can create it all and have fun with it and make the best shit I can make possible in every genre, trap, R&B, jazz, mm -hmm. snap, crackle, pop, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. I've learned to master all mm -hmm. of that. I, I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. You rarely see me out. Mm -hmm. You only, if, you, if I'm out, it's only with the people that I love, but I'm very into my craft. I don't care about anything else but my family and being the dopest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm people, the world will know someday. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe. No, real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. all I focus on. I mean, on. you know, be well. Listen, you that you're concentrating on what counts. You that know what part. I'm saying? Which is your art. You that know part. what I mean? So that's yeah. that'll be here long after you. Yeah, that's funny you, know you said I mean? that. Mm -hmm. It's it's an art to me. Mm -hmm. It isn't about making beats and clout and mm -hmm. all the goofy stuff that I see. That's mm -hmm. that's what hurts mm -hmm. is seeing where it's gone. Right. I'm happy about the technology. But it's become extremely corny yeah. when it comes to the art form. Right. You feel me? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.